Hey guys, welcome back to another special episode of the Echo Podcast. Uh, this is our annual roundtable episode. So the theme of today's roundtable is what I wish I knew as a first year CSE student. And we'll also be doing a retrospective on our experiences as members of the media subcom. So just to introduce myself, uh, I'm Ryan and I was part of the media subcom this year. We'll just go around the table and start Paul. Um, yeah, I'm Paul, I'm a first year student. And yeah, I was part of the media subcom. Yeah, um, I'm Anjanie, or Janie as everyone calls me. Uh, yeah, I was also part of the media subcom in first year this year. Uh, hi, my name's Ravan, and um, I'm a first year and part of the media subcom this year. Hello, I'm Sunny. Uh, it's my first year at UNSW, and yeah, I was also part of media this year. Yeah, so like uh, Paul, Jeannie, Ravan are all first years. I'm second year, and Sunny is a second year, but he's a first year at UNSW. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very nice. All right, so yeah, the first part of the podcast is talking about what I wish I knew as a first year CSE student. Um, we'll start with Paul. So Paul, what was it like doing uh, 1511? Did you have prior experience programming? Uh, yeah, not gonna lie, Comp 1511, because I did Python in high school, um, was pretty straightforward. I think if you do really any coding language, if you have any experience programming, Comp 1511 will not be a problem for you. It'll be, it's basically, once you learn one language, it's the same stuff, really. But yeah, it's good for me. Yeah, um, pretty much. Um, I have nothing to add. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> no, okay. I didn't do it. HS one nine one seven, which is like the high school equivalent of one five one one. No, I'm just putting it off. Um, I just don't oh, want to yeah. do one five one one because yeah. I know I'm gonna fail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I walked in with like no prior experience i was like had no coding background i did like really basic stuff like really early on in high school but um i found 1511 like pretty easy especially up until the later parts of the We're really relatable <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's not that hard like just gotta it's just don't fail bro yeah yeah <laughs> honestly if you go to the tutes yeah like you, you should be able to stick like up. oh yeah like my tutor was like the best like like even though like in the first few weeks, you don't need that much help. I think you can, like, do it yourself. Because um, a lot of it's just printing or, like, really basic functions. But um, my tutor, when it got a bit harder and we got into pointers and link lists and arrays even, it was like, your tutor is, like, your best friend. Like, they'll help you so much. And they'll just, like, they'll never give you the answer, but they'll point you in the right direction. And then it's kind of just eye-opening and you kind of just get it after that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm similar to Paul. Uh, at UCID, I used to go. I used to go there. Um, I did <laughs> instead of programming, and contrary to what everyone else has said, yeah, I struggled a lot. Like I nearly failed. I nearly failed instead of programming. Um, so, uh, like I feel as if like, yeah, it's it's it, like it was about just understanding how to use the computer, like how to control the computer in a sense. But yeah, once like I learned that properly, like. Comp 1511, I had to redo it. Um, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think, like, it's a good choice that we teach in C um, because being thrown in the deep yeah, end sure. and, like, having sure. pretty much nothing, like, compared to what you have in Python and, like, all these overpowered libraries and whatnot. Yeah, I like, think yeah. C teaches you to be very careful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. Lots of, like, you, memory errors and stuff. You don't really experience that in, with Python. Yeah. yeah, you but, actually, like, understand what's happening with the computer mm, and, like, yeah. what it's doing. Yeah, and, like, I think the other thing is that, like, it's good that there's, like, pretty much only one way to do a lot of things. Like, when you're first learning. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, Python gives you options, right? Yeah, you yeah, do it's one way and so many things. Or, you know, you just import a library and yeah, like, yeah. function. <laughs> it's, it's such a double-edged sword because you can just search up, like, on, like, Geeks for Geeks and, like, <laughs> just find, like, IDA tools and things like that. It just... I mean, it pretty much just does it all for you. Yeah, and I think, like, for 151, you kind of need to be given nothing to but kind of learn. That being said, I feel like... Um, I think just in general this year, like... Uh, I think from high school, the teachers always tell you, like, you can't, like, you got to do it yourself. Don't, yeah. like, look online. Like, that's Wikipedia's bogus. Like, everything yeah. like that. But I think one thing I learned this year was everything's been done in computer yeah, science. Know, right? It's out there. Like, if you look hard enough, you'll find something that will help you. And, like, whether it be, like, a really basic pseudocode, like, it's out there and, like, it can help. So, like, I spent, like, majority of my assignments just looking for sample code of things. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but like... His name is Rather. But like, you know, like looking for things that can help me or like just an idea that can point me in the right direction. I think once you have this, like un- I think once you have an understanding of how to do the code, it's more about putting it together. And I think your efficiency in putting it together is more important at this early stage. Like obviously later on you can't be googling how to make you know a proprietary system for for a company, but <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure somewhere yeah. there's a YouTube yeah. video. There's a YouTube tutorial. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, it's okay to you know look around for help. It is okay to you know think to yourself, oh, I can't do this. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't stop yourself from trying like other avenues. Obviously, so yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. Oh, just on the last point, yeah, I think Rathen spot on. The forum was amazing. Like the one five one one tutors are gods. Like in terms of the res- the response time. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, so just post on the forum. I can like help you out. Um. Yeah. For me, I I had a little bit of programming experience prior. Um, a little bit. But yeah, just in terms of like <laughs> did a degree before you came. <laughs> just speaking of like first year subjects in general. So one five one one, one five two one, one five three one, and two five two one. I think they have a really good support network, like the cheers, yeah. and just like you do like weekly tests. So like, you're never falling behind because you have to keep up. Well, if you're you busy, yeah, if yeah. you're gonna, if you're able to do the work, you will be able to keep yeah. up with the work. Like help sessions as well yeah. that they do for like yeah. all those subjects for one five three one. I don't think one five three one has help sessions. I think they were. Oh, they do. Yeah. But, okay. but like, yeah, the first three. Like, he just didn't need it. That's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, the tutors and all those subjects are really, really good mm. and they help you um, get through them. Yeah. So yeah, first year CSE is like, you got lots of support. And then after that, when you do like more like niche electives, it gets, it gets, you're on your own a bit more. Um, I will say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so preconceptions about university and studying CSE. Uh, did you guys have many and were many of them accurate paul i think well let's let's talk about university right like i i don't think anyone uh, expected what was going to happen this year um the way uh, the way i saw uni at least in the first what two weeks before we went into lockdown i i saw it as like less of a place to like hard study but more of a place to you know build more of a network build like friendships uh, find people to talk to you know you have your um, uh, societies, that's the word. Uh, you have your societies that you could join, hang around with. Just just a place to network and have fun and have find friends. Obviously, you'll do your hard study. And when it comes to that, you'll be at home or you'll be at the library. But for university, once we got thrown in on, into online, I guess all my preconceptions were thrown out the window. But, but yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like everyone who I knew who did, um, who were in uni already, I feel like I knew a lot of like business people. So I kind of came in like not expecting to study that much. (laughs) 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 So I was surprised that I like had to work hard. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know, everyone like really talked about like the making friends, meeting people, that sort of thing. So that was pretty fun, um, especially at the start when we could actually see people. Uh, but yeah, I guess sort of what surprised me is like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but like I had to study a lot, um, to get through my subjects. Um, and like, it's also really, really easy to just like fall behind. Oh, like I know sure. there's the weekly tests, yeah. but like if it's you not just mandatory, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean, in the sense that like no one's pressuring you. Yeah. yeah. And you no one's to... reminding exactly. you to do it exactly. as well. Oh, Mark, so... Mark did tell us a lot. That's what I remember. Like, like in the sense that you don't have someone like a teacher you see every single day of like Yeah, there's what, no two, threat of like detention if you yeah. don't do think, it. Like, yeah. I think one thing I noticed when I first came to university like there's freedom, but then there's also a part of me which is like this is too much freedom. Mm. Yeah. Because in high school, I came to school at 8 30 i sat down for the six hours i got all my work and my teachers told me this is homework it's due tomorrow and if i don't i'm screwed yeah but like mark just came in it's like this is my cat <laughs> <laughs> this is what i like to do in my spare time and I'm like, this is too personal like this is completely different to high school so i think there's a part of you that has to like you gotta realize you've got to pick it up yourself you yeah know? for sure for sure try managing your own time effectively because no one else is gonna help you do that yeah and in high school there was like all of your friends panicking about the same oh, assignment, yeah, 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 yeah. right um but now like all, you, you, mean, your friends would probably be doing different subjects different courses different degrees so yeah it's really on you to like keep on top of all of your deadlines and what you need to do yeah i think one thing um about CSE as well for me is because um, I was pretty late to change my preferences to join CSE. I had a different career path in mind, but I changed really late to CSE. And it was kind of like a jump into the deep end because I had no prior experience. And I know everyone who was like always going to do was telling me it's going to be a super steep learning curve. And it is. It's like for someone who doesn't have prior experience, it's a steep learning curve. But I think like if you put in the work, it becomes far easier and if you can kind of it's hard because i think csc is one of those things that you kind of need to find a passion for because you can't force yourself to code um and like for some people coding just doesn't come to them like you can give them a pro a problem and like they'll look at it for three days straight and one person can look at it for three seconds and they get the same answer yeah it's like high school maths yeah. in that essence. So, yeah that's not just csc just any subject yeah. people some people just you need, yeah, yeah faster yeah. you need to come into uni being passionate about what you want to do. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to be into what you're doing. Otherwise you're going to hate every single day. I don't think you have to, like you well, find your passion. Yeah, right, you, right. Don't yeah. feel like you have to know your path from day one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you shouldn't go into like a, a stream thinking, oh, it's going to have big money. So I'm going to do it. Like I know a lot of people that did maths because they want like actuarial because they're like, oh yeah, big money. But what, two terms in they're like, hate this math i don't want to do this math this math mm. sucks like etc etc right so don't go into something purely because of what other people say like about the career opportunities or whatever yeah go into something because not necessarily that you truly enjoy it or that you want to do it for the rest of your life do something because 
you feel like you're okay with learning that subject and what you have a natural inclination to learn more. But you, you think you have a future. In yeah, that, so yeah. 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 You can sure. see yourself doing it, what, 10 years down the line or something. Yeah, actually, I think like, yeah, being able to see yourself do it long-term is kind of important because I feel like everyone's going to get sick of their job eventually. Yeah. yeah. But if you always have that innate passion for curiosity, hands up and bunny curiosity, um, it can help. Yeah. Also, don't forget you're paying for every single course. You <laughs> right. yeah. If anything, worry about the money that you're paying for the course. Yeah. So, yeah. But that being said, like, I think your first year is the best mm. gauge. Like you can, literally try all the core courses and they're going to give you a good idea of what you're going to be doing for the next four or five years. So like, even if you don't like it now, it's not too late to change. It's never too late to change. Like you can go four years and change your degree. It doesn't matter. Cause I know my tutor for one, five, one, one, he was doing med for like three years. And oh. he's like, you know what? This isn't for me. And he just switched and now he does computer science full time. So I'm like, yeah. you can change whenever you want. Mm. Just, Got to try, try pick what's best for you at the current stage. Yeah, just going back onto the point about motivation, I feel as if in CSC you're very lucky in the sense that like relative to the other engineering, like for instance, if you go into like civil and you're like, I like bridges, I want to build the Harbour Bridge. Like you, you can't just, after your first year, like there's no chance you're going to be able to build like anything significant, like large scale. Whereas CSC is different in the sense that like, well, after one year of programming, you probably can make something that's like, somewhat demonstrable like yeah yeah like as in you can show someone like hey look what i built like the barrier to entry for like creating things is very like it's a very small barrier like do you have a computer yes you can probably build something big like and i think like in my opinion like i think that's that's where i in particular started to like program a lot more is like after seeing what i could build i was like yeah i think with csc from day one the the things that you're learning are very like a practical Mm -hmm. from out throughout like throughout so for civil, right, you're doing like, like maths and like physics, but it might not be applicable later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With CSE from day one, you're learning how to code, and you're going to need to need, need to know those skills like forever, right? As long as you stay in uh, software engineering. <laughs> yeah. As in like, yeah, as in like, yeah, from yeah. day one, it's very practical. I mean, you could, you could also, you can take CSE basically anywhere these days. Um, I don't think there's a single what career path that doesn't require or couldn't require some form of programming anyway. So. It's also very flexible in that sense. And also, you're technically only limited by your own knowledge. Mm. It's like, sounds like cliche to say, but like, like, going, like if you wanted to build a hover bridge, you don't have the money for that. You couldn't do that. It's physically not possible. But like, if you wanted to program something, it's feasible. You just had got to learn, make your way there. Yeah. I mean, you have what? A billion different coding engines you can yeah. use. You're not like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of also cliche to say you could build a game, but like a lot of these things happen. A lot of people just make random games or make random programs and you can hear success stories that happen from that. Yeah. So in the sense that, yeah, you are only really limited by yourself. Yeah, everything's just a Google away. <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice because especially at UNSW, I can't really say because I haven't been to any other uni, but I think like because like in the CSE space, everyone's always working on something or it's like, you know, it's a lot easier to be passionate about CSE when everyone else is also like gunning to it as well yeah. like they're yeah. talking about like you know the latest frameworks or like trying to make something cool when you're like oh what's this so it's like if you know the community helps helps you sort of cultivate that sort of I know that drive or motivation to do more and be more curious yeah if it weren't for like other CSE people 
might not have that same driver like that same yeah yeah the big thing is like people i've realized because it's like coding would be really like sad if it's just you yeah. your, yourself instead you can um, be sad with other people <laughs> exactly right <laughs> like you can be mad that like things aren't working and you can like tell someone else about it and they can be mad with you and they can help you fix it um and then they can talk about what they're mad about and then you can help them as well so i think definitely um i think part of the reason why i like picked cse is actually probably because like um but most of my friends outside of high school um like while i was in high school were people who did computer science and i like it was just easy right to like do the same degree as like most of my friends so that's why you need to study cse dash one of because all the other friends are you know what just, just throw just, out our entire recording yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like i don't i don't have i don't have self-motivation i just like do what my friends do yeah, yeah, yeah. i think like, going on that like i do a double with commerce as well but like when i go to my commerce tutes or like just involved with the business side of my degree it just it's just yeah. not the same it's just <laughs> But it like genuinely is, I go to my tutes and there's like zero involvement. There's like four people there and the class is meant to be like 35 people. And like... You're just there work. for participation. Yeah, you're there yeah. for participation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, like there's no one's collaborating with each other. There's no help. But like, I felt like in every single one of my comp tutes this term, like I was talking to people like, I didn't even know, but I was like, I need help. So like, if <laughs> someone can help me out, like that would be great. And like, yeah. you just mutually just have that understanding with yeah. each other that you want to help each other out so i think that the community within csc is like far greater than other subjects i think like building on that is a great segue into our next thing it's about meeting people and making friends so things like societies first year camps peer mentoring and subcommittees guys um i'm gonna be real here like half my grade came to unsw so, so i wasn't <laughs> really like worried about making friends i know it's a big like issue for some people but i'm telling you join a society like it is yeah. the easiest way to find people to make friends um first year camps for sure first year camps are always a blast um peer mentoring i i think <laughs> i should have registered i forgot to <laughs> register <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah 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 like there's so many things that you can find people with. Just just put yourself out there and you will be able to find someone that that thinks like you and that you know you may hang out with. And hopefully once uni comes back offline, um, you'll be able to see everyone. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I ran into people I saw at different subjects and just, you know, waved hi and said, What's up? And then just talked for like what, twenty, thirty minutes. So yeah, it's fairly well, not easy, straightforward to make a find new people. You just have to put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is possibly back to me having zero autonomy. But um, like anything that I saw being advertised on Facebook, I pretty much signed up for. So like peer mentoring, people like do it. I was like, sure. Um, society sign up. Yeah. Uh, and like first year camp, definitely um, as well. And I think, yeah, sort of like, I think the heart, like, there's like they're saying like 90% of it is just showing up. So I just signed up to stuff, showed up and then like surely enough, like you meet people, you, know, you have a good time and that sort of thing. And I think I'm really grateful that I did that um, like within like the first five weeks of uni. Because when we went into lockdown, right, there was no way like you could 
talk to people. Like, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, over Zoom, it's... Like, yeah. Yeah. So, definitely, like, yeah, going to all the, like, the first year sort of events and things. Because, like, everyone there is also, like, first year kind of, like, a bit nervous. We're all know? in the yeah. deep water, right? Like, you're yeah. going to find... You're going to talk to some people. You're going to find some people you can talk to. And all failing... Or failing all of that, when you're drunk... <laughs> you will find someone there's no way <laughs> you know there will be someone around you you will be around someone you'll be fine yeah, yeah. alcohol makes people talking to people really easy yeah yeah yes. i don't know yeah also at uni like just people are just more open i don't know if that's the experience like in high school i feel like um i don't know like you're still friendly but i think people have like preconceptions um more you also get thrown into different groups right yeah Yeah. and you're stuck in there for like what six years yeah whereas in uni sort of like everyone just seems open to talk to anyone uh, which is nice i think the i was similar to paul where like like i'd say 90 percent of my school came here like (laughs) but i was when i came into uni i was like i want to make new friends because like you know, it's like my high school friends were like, I right, but you know, <laughs> but like, you know, but like, um, I wanted to make new friends. And I think you've got to realize that if you're a first year and you're surrounded by first years, most likely they also don't have friends and they're also thinking the same thing. Damn, like I want to make friends. So like, you got to just take that first step. And I think I found it easier than other people because I'm extroverted, but I know for introverted people, it's just, you got to just trust yourself and just take that first step. Even, even though, like, even for introverted people, like, obviously I can't speak for them, but I know introverted people that went to first year camps. Yeah. And, you know, they found people through that. It's not... It's the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you really just have to give, you know, you have to give a little for someone to give back, right? You can't just stand yeah. there all Yeah. Like, you can't just stand there all alone expecting the world to come to you. You got to give yourself a little bit. So in that sense... Just throw yourself. I think um, my regrets were like, I didn't sign up for peer mentoring. And I, I'm, even though I'm extroverted, I'm one of those people who I like to be surrounded by familiar faces before I reveal yeah, I'm yeah, extroverted yeah. To, pe- to people I don't know. Um, so like <laughs> for first year camp, like I didn't know many people who were going and of the people I did know going, they weren't like my closest of friends. So I didn't want to go there and be all by myself. But I regret that because... Wait, did you go to first? No, I didn't. So that's mm. like, I regret not going because yeah. if I was alone, I don't think that's possible in a yeah. first year camp where literally the whole point is for you to be surrounded by other first years. So that's one regret I had. I wish I was part of... Um, I went to the first year camp and I did peer mentoring. And of course, societies, they're like literally the best thing. Yeah. There's... Because um, of COVID, in tutes and stuff, you don't make friends. It yeah. just doesn't happen. I know. But because of throughout the whole year COVID, our media subcom was still able to produce content. We still had our like weekly meetings and like it was still just a good way to talk to people, even though like we technically couldn't see each other in person. So societies, I think, are still the best way to meet people and make friends. And it also exposes you to people of all different year groups. So you get people who are older and you get to time. make friends with like people across uni so it doesn't have to be strictly to first years as well yeah just on that i'd say like the advantage of a society is that it gives you a like a longer lasting um like common ground with someone if that makes sense like the problem with making friends through courses is that like 
Yes, the, it, it, yeah. it, this sounds extremely cynical, but like the high, there's a high probability that the friendship is only going to last as long as the course does. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that was just my experience of like making friends in courses. Like it, it's sad. Whereas like with societies, like the society kind of lives on no matter like what course you do. Um, especially like with societies like like CSE, SOC, which are like they're based on your de- like a degree, not necessarily like a certain subject. Um, and yeah, going back to what yeah Paul and Rathan touched on in terms of like. I think it's it's like somewhat of a somewhat of a trap. I don't I don't like that word. I couldn't think of a better one. But like in the sense that like if you have friends that were like from your high school and they came over to uni and they're doing the same subject with you, it's very easy to just be like, well, you know, I, I could you know make new friends and have to invest all the time and go through all the effort, you know, just to get to the same level of friendship as like my friends that are already at uni that I've already known for so long and like whatnot. So yeah, so I'd say like, try not to fall into the the trap. Like, if you have friends from high school, they'll they'll probably still be with you. Like, in spite of, like, if you, if you don't like see them very often, like at at uni. So like, yeah, like in your first year, it's the easiest time to meet new people because that's the time when everyone's like, well, I don't really know anyone else here. Like, um, apart from yeah. 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 So yeah, and. I mean, I don't know how it works here. Do you really not get signed up for peer mentoring? Because for us, because I went to UCID and like at UCID, you're automatically automatically signed up, which oh. is like... The oh, really? Wait, was that through the uni or through society? Yeah, no, through the the uni signed us up to peer mentor. Oh, the peer mentoring is not done through societies. No, it's done through like the oh. faculty. Yeah. Secret, oh. right? UNSW kind of doesn't care about us. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the CSE society cares about yes. us. Yeah, of course. You know, we, we're here to tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can trust us. I think one thing is like, I think everyone's sort of touched on is like, I've never met someone at uni where I try to initiate a conversation and it's gone poorly. Yeah, like I haven't met someone who's like, who's been like rude or disrespectful or just like ignored me. Like, I don't know, maybe because like I was talking to other first years, so they feel like they feel the want to also talk back. But like, Mm. I feel like you just got to take that chance because I've, I'm saying 99% of people are willing and happy to talk back and well, start Yeah, you've got to think about, like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, yeah. Like, they're not going to... What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not, you know, but like I'm up saying... to them in the bathroom and be like, yo, <laughs> yeah. what's up? Yeah, but, like, of course, like, even yeah. if they say, like, no, I don't want to talk to you, like, what's so what? Like, yeah, are they, yeah, they going to yeah, come yeah. kill yeah. you? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Pulls out a knife. Just like, yeah, I'm going to kill you because of that. No. That's true. No, I've definitely had like awkward conversations and like yeah, at the yeah. end of it, you kind of like, or like halfway through it, there's a point where you kind of want to die. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, at some point you have enough of those awkward encounters that you like, it's like part of meeting yeah, people. I think you learn fast. Like you, yeah. you learn what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. yeah when you, especially in like first year, like you, you find out what works for you in terms of like trying like to how to put talk to people. There, yeah. yeah. And how to talk to people. Like every conversation starts the same essentially. Hi, my name's so and so. I study so and so. And then like once you pass like that bit, you're like, oh, what course are you doing this term? Oh, what once I won one, no yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody at first year came. Oh, what high school did you go? Oh, I know some people from that high school. And like, like it all starts the same. Like every single conversation mm. is going to start that way. It's just you got to see who clicks and who doesn't with you. Although if you start a conversation with Ryan, oh yeah, that yeah, high school. school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, yeah, no, a lot of people ask, yeah, so what high school did you go? And I'd be like, 
Yeah, I went to like this, this, and it's like, oh, I never heard of that. And I was like, oh, it's super prestigious. <laughs> like, you wouldn't have heard of it. It's like very selective. Um, even more selective than my friends were just saying. And I, I actually found out so much about like selective schools and stuff like on camp like what James Bruce was and like HSC and how ATAR was like. yeah but I think that's like endemic to it's UNSW like a, though yeah culture of like yeah. selective the, the network of selective schools like I really yeah. was educated at first at camp yeah yeah but it's just because so many people from selective schools yeah, come yeah. here yeah we don't have selective schools in New Zealand so that was sheep schools yeah, like, <laughs> and hey, I am. I'm from a sheep school. I'm from an agricultural. Uh, school. You guys actually had like agricultural schools, which I think is like really weird. You had a sheep school. That's <laughs> a sheep school. Yeah. Sheep school. That's where they just educate the sheep, bind <laughs> them up, and teach them like fucking like algebra. Um, yeah. It's not what all schools are. <laughs> but it's sheep. <laughs> so it takes a bit longer. Yeah, they do like a separate thing. Yeah. Um. I wrote here group projects just because I thought group projects are generally like a, a mutual traumatic experience that everybody can talk about. Mm. Um, I guess most, if you're a first year CSE student, you're definitely going to be doing 1531 in your first year. And that's like a big... I'll get, I'll touch on that when we get there. Let's go the other way, let's go with Sunny. Did you do 1531? I did it recently, yeah. It was tough because of COVID and like, yeah, I, like if I'm being honest, like the problem is that if you don't see someone face to face, like there's like, there's no real incentive of, um, mm. like, doing yeah, doing your work. Like that, that's, that's like the big the same um, culpability, culpability that you have from looking at someone and being like, you ain't doing the work. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. And well, like, I online, think you can just ghost someone. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. I've heard, like, yeah. at least I was lucky. Cause in real life, you can corner them and ends with be like, we're <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, Push them into the bathroom. Like, report you to Hayden, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, <laughs> last commit was like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was, like, fortunate enough to have a good group. But that's because, like, at the, at the, like, it's about, at the very start, establishing that, like, hey, guys, let's not fail. Let's actually mess each other, message each other. Let's actually do work, like, you know. Um, but actually I did have a, quite a strange experience in like 1531 because I had an international student and like he had to go back like to, like to China and it was a bit difficult to contact him because like, um, social media networks don't work. So there's like challenges like that, that have been, you know, brought up in addition to everything you face as a group, but now you have to focus on like technological difficulties and like this and that. But yeah, I think, um... At the end of the day, one of the driving forces of group work is just like seeing what you've done. Like, I'm not gonna lie, after one five, like after looking at like the, because like you make like a little server pretty much. It's like it's like Slack or Flock. Um, that's what we had. But yeah, after like seeing like your little website like running like, like in the different iterations of it from like when it's first just terminal and then you get the front end. Like it's actually pretty cool. Like you're like yeah, let's actually try to finish this guys. Yeah, I know. You don't even make the front end, bro. You, you, you make the back end, but yeah. Well, well that kind of goes back to the, like, us versus, like, a civil, maybe. Like, mm, yeah, are, are they going to be building, like, again, they're not going to be building the city. Like, whoa, look at the Sydney Harbour Bridge we just built. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas we can, like, yeah, like, just at the end of the first year, we can, like, have, like, sort of a website happening that we can, like, click around. You can, like, show people and they'll be like, whoa. That's just the other the same person, a different person shows 
that same person the same. <laughs> well, it's the same. It looks the same. But just on that, I think that's a good like. I think it's good that like in so what we mean by like we didn't build the like the front end is that like in terms of like building websites like the front end is like what you see as like a user in terms of like on your own computer but like the back end is like the actual logic and whatnot behind it so like yeah like I thought it was interesting that like you, we don't even build the front end because it's actually quite hard to build something that makes look that looks nice and that works and it's like that's just like CSC. Like you don't have to know how to do everything. Like you can do like half the work and then like other people like who are smarter or like more experienced than you can like, can like help you out in terms of other parts. Provided, you project. know, they're not slacking off. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, so like, I can't talk in terms of CSC because I didn't do a group project for CSC, but I, no, I haven't. Um, was 1511 not group project? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and it was a group project. Um, but like in terms of like in terms of what Sunny said, like with COVID, like group projects just got ninety percent harder. Like, um, I think I was fortunate in my one commerce course for my group project. I was with it was a five person team, including myself, and the other four people were all international students. So like they were kind of like try harding super hard because they wanted to do well, and I kind of just sat there and did nothing. So I was kind of the slacker in my group. But like every time I tried to ask if I could help, they're like, "No, we already did it." I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but like it's, it's there for moral support. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. But it was like really hard because people wake up when we go to sleep yeah, yeah. and it's like, how do we do a group project? That's, yeah, that's it's so weird. And like, like we have to, oh, like, can we call tonight? And, and like, like one of the girls in my group, her English wasn't that great, but like she could get by, but it was, it was like, we had to film a video and like, she um, wrote the biggest part and she was speaking it. And I was like, like, it's not like, I don't want to sound, oh my God, I don't know how to phrase this, it's not sounding like rude, but like, it's just challenges that you wouldn't have to normally face with online. So you think it's an unfair disadvantage, I guess? I, I, I wouldn't say it's not like an unfair, because I think it's something we all have to deal well, with. But well, let's like, be realistic just, here. It is un- well, technically. Let's be realistic here. If you don't have someone that is confident with English, it is going to be very yeah, difficult. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think also like, if you were... If you're in person, it's a lot easier to communicate because yeah. there's like, you can like body, read people's facial expressions and, yeah, and yeah. like their hand gestures. But like when it's over a call and they're just like monotone and just looking into the camera, it's, it's just not the same. I mean, so, provided you're lucky enough that they turn the camera. Yeah, on, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was that fortunate. Um, but like, so group projects is an interesting thing. And I'm like, I think in future years, I can maybe grasp better what it would actually be like to work in a team because I think first year it's also a completely different aspect too so yeah I don't know um for my group projects I definitely uh just tried to find people that I knew already like doing the same course um again just me <laughs> trying to grab as many friends as I can uh but I think which I guess made the process easier um because we sort of already knew each other and like knew what we were good at and kind of had like similar goals. I think that's like the big part of group work. It's like if you get put in a group with someone kind of trying to aim for a 51 versus someone aiming for like, Did I don't know. Did your tutors like warn you about that? Because my 1531 tutor literally said, make sure you're finding someone who's aiming for the same like grade as you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hayden Smith actually talked about that. And I think for the randomly assigned groups, he actually tried to make sure that people with the same goals were in the same group. So I think that's probably the big thing. Um, And then, yeah, once that's... I mean, yeah, again, like, calling is just... Like, also, some people are, like, busy. Like, some people work. Some people, like, have nothing to do. So, like, again, that's, like... With a uni schedule, like, everyone has to be there. So your group has to be there and you can get your work done in that one hour shoot or whatever, however long, because you're all there and you all are stuck there. Yeah. So you might as well work on the project together. But like when you're at home, there's no obligation to do anything. Yeah. So I guess finding people that you sort of at least like get along with, you're more likely to like reply to each other, I guess. Um, but yeah. Oh, call them out. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I didn't do 1531 and as I only do a single degree, like, uh, yeah, single degree, um, I haven't done any group projects. Um, well, apart from my CSE assignments, but you know, we'll, we don't talk about it. Um, but I know people that have done group projects and it's basically the same that all of you have said there are difficulties, obviously online didn't make it any easier and I'm not looking forward to it. But it's something that we all have to do. Just on that, I would say that, like, I think it's... If, if you have the choice of, like, you can come in to... U- if you can come into uni... Wow. Oh. Yeah, wow. It's the new me, bro. Almost as if... I, like, got a new mic. Um, but, yeah, if you have the choice of, like, you can go into uni for an in-person shoot versus having an online... I'd definitely say the in-person would be so yeah, much better. Like, yeah. Because I know for 1531, they gave us the, they gave us the option. They, yeah, they didn't give us the option, but uh, there was just a limited amount of those classes. But I think next term, it'll, it'll even add a lot more. Like, at least that's what I've seen in terms of the other comp courses. Yeah, so hearing you guys' stories about, like, 1531 and doing it online, like, I'm pretty grateful that I had in-person 1531. So basically, like, our shoot was the time when our whole group would meet up and, like, get solid progress done. And we also, like... I, I sort of knew a couple of them before, so like that helped the, the familiarity. But yeah, just yeah, having that in person contact every week, like uh, you know, without fail, we have a tube. We're all going to be there. Let's discuss where we're at and what we need to do. So like, I feel like that in person connection helps a lot. Um, so yeah, just yeah, just hearing your guys' stories about online one five three one sounds terrible. You're just on that. Like, that's so yeah, my condolences. <laughs> you can't, like, skip meetings. If you skip one, it, it's it, yeah. it's all over. Yeah. Like, it's such yeah. a dangerous, like, downhill trend from that, there. Like, oh, yeah, we, we, it's only one week. And then the next week, it's like, oh, yeah. we can just do it again because we already did it last week, right? That like, extends to literally everything. Like, once... Obviously, you can take a week off if you have to. Don't, don't oh, yeah, my bad. I get fidgety. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... What was I saying? Yeah, once you like, you're allowed to take breaks. You're allowed to give yourself some room. That is okay, but it's important to realize that leaving everything last minute is never a good idea. Never, ever, 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 ever a good idea. With math, with CSE, with, I'm sure commerce, with everything. Like, try not to. What? Oh, sorry, you point to her. Oh, oh, commerce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no I know. Yeah, I just pointed. Um, I embody commerce. Yes. 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 Where was I? Yes. Yeah. No. Anyway, this, this, this kind of like 
this kind of leads <laughs> on to a, the, the other topic like online learning and adapting right you gotta try and figure out a schedule figure out what works for you if you can it really helps um this isn't specifically cse but for my math courses that i had to do um i tried to watch at least the lectures that were posted the week that they were posted and i think that helped me stay on top of the work <laughs> uneasy that laughs. would have been a good idea <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean I, I i know people that didn't do that i don't know how they fell behind and i'm I, and i'm telling you now it's the same reason why in school like that structure helps you stay on top of things um a structure for you will immensely help with everything that you study and everything that you do so try and find a structure try and find a flow that you can fit into and then everything should click into place you know should but yeah I think when you make those choices to like not watch a lecture, like when I, yeah, you're just like, when you choose not to watch a lecture, you're like, okay, I would be okay with my mark being not as high as I want it to be. And well, I feel like not watching a lecture on the day is not forfeiting like a, the whole grade. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, can yeah. catch up. Oh, I mean like well, watching yeah. the lectures yeah. at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it snowballs, it snowballs. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, a, yeah, it's a slippery slope. You miss one lecture. And then... Yeah, it's, um, especially like, Speaking from experience, like <laughs> sometimes for maths, like I'll miss a lecture, but I'll still do the maple work. And I'm like, damn, I did this without the lecture. <laughs> and then next week I do the same I thing. Mean, and I'm cool. like, I damn, this is so easy. Lecture. And then I get to the lab test. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so like, you got to try your best to stay on top of it. Cause like, it's so easy to slack. I think especially um, for me in the first term, um, while we were at uni, I was so on top of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was so motivated to stay on everything. But to be fair, that was like the first half of term. Yeah, yeah. Like, but um, Online or not, after the second half, you, you're always going to hold. Yeah, I think... Um, Once they announced pass fail, nah, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was so on top of it. And then I realised, like, if I skip a lecture, so what? <laughs> and then, like, I skipped a lecture, and then I'll skip two lectures. Yeah, I skipped the whole term's worth of lectures. So, like... It spirals so quickly and like you lose track of like what you've actually done with your time so quickly. So you just got to watch yourself and be careful. Just on that is like, I'm not like advocating for this, but if worse comes to worst, at least look at the slides yeah. or yeah, like yeah. read the note. Like it's not, it's not going to be as good as Do listening to the, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at least like make sure you've seen the content before, especially mm. in things that like, yeah, pretty much maths or pro like one five one one when you're learning concepts like especially one five one one like every concept they teach you is important like you, you can't like for on that I got through one five two one literally stealing the pseudocode off the slides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I just take the pseudocode, I adapt it, and I'm good. So at that very least, I was staying on top of the content, and because of that, you know, you slowly learn. Mm. At least for CSC, right? Like you learn, I think you learn more by doing rather than reading. Think, um, you learn by stealing. <laughs> yeah. I think um, like touching on that, like during 1521 and I also did 2521, um, like I was really demotivated to watch lectures, but I still wanted to stay on top of the work because I knew, especially with computer science, if you don't stay on top of the work, you're going to fall massively behind mm -hmm. and you, the next courses you do are just going to get harder and harder. Yeah. 
So like I would still read the two questions and try to do them myself, even though I haven't watched this week's lecture, but I'll still try to think about it logically and see if it's possible with what I know. Mm. And if I think it's not possible, then I go back to the slides or the lecture and I watch it from there and I think, okay, I needed to know that. And now I know how to use this. I yeah. can actually do the two questions. So sometimes it's like one of the things where you just read the question first and think mm -hmm. about Intuition it. Intuition help. Like yeah. You can go yeah. a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. And then if you really are struggling, then you can go back. But I would still recommend watching yeah. the lectures. <laughs> but, just on the yeah. lectures, like you should like definitely, especially during COVID, just in general, install like one of those like Chrome extensions that let you speed oh, yes, people yeah. up. Oh I feel God, like yes. People who are boring, they sound a lot more interesting when they're sped up. I just have to say. <laughs> no. And it goes like the other way. Like if someone speaks too yeah. quickly, you can just slow them down. Yeah, like yeah. it's no, great. Paho sounds drunk to me now when he speaks at normal speed because I'm too, I'm too used to hearing him two times speed when I when, when I when I switch back to normal speed like to close the tab or whatever oh my god he sounds, dr <laughs> he sounds drunk <laughs> but yeah yes install install an extension speed up your lectures and it'll make your life yeah, so much easier I feel like when I first came to uni I was like oh I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't do that because I couldn't process it but like it's no, surprisingly very can. easy to comprehend what they're saying at like mm. two times speed and like take it in you'll slowly make your way up like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've been doing it for a while that is actually so true like when you actually have to speak to a normal person after hearing two times <laughs> and they're just like what yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so on that, I guess, like UNSW, what made you guys want to come to this university? Societies. Like, I saw the society scene here. I saw, like, the student lifestyle. And I'm like, oh, not student lifestyle, the student culture. And I'm like, wow, that, that's, that's like, really enticing to me. Actually, and on that, yeah, how come you chose to study a CSC degree as well? A CSC degree is because I had programming experience. Like, it was just a straight, straightforward path forward. To be honest, I could have gone into any engineering degree and I would have been okay. But I guess computer science was, I don't know why I chose computer science. I don't remember. <laughs> not taking our own advice. advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be real with you here. I probably only chose it because I did some form of programming in high school and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm okay with that. And UNSW specifically, I know for a fact that UNSW's computer science degrees are just so much easier to do because of the infrastructure that we have. Like the, um, the remote, I'm, I can't speak for other universities. I don't know, but I know someone that does computer science degrees somewhere else. And the, the concepts of auto testing, at least for the first year, are so foreign to him because they don't have auto test. They don't have custom scripts or whatever. So yeah, but the main part of UNS, like the, why, the reason why I came to UNSW was because of the societies, because of the student lifestyle, the student culture, and just the general vibe of this place. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a good time to make it clear. I didn't just choose CSE because my friends were doing it. <laughs> um, like for me, um, I think, yeah, because I did get to do 1511 in high school. And that was like the first time I'd experienced, like I actually wanted to like watch lectures, do the, do the exercises, do the assignments. And in my head, it was just like, if <laughs> I actually want to do a course, isn't that a good sign that I should probably study that degree? Um, and like, yeah, because to me, like, like a uni degree is like three years, four years, maybe five years, like depending on what you're doing. Um, I don't want to spend that time doing something that's a chore. 
um, I want to spend that time doing something that I want to do. Because I finally, like going into uni, you finally have choice. And so I want to make that choice to make, um, make it to do so that I'm doing something that I enjoy, that I'm quote unquote passionate about. Um, yeah, and also, of course, like, yeah, so that's CSE. And then with UNSW, yeah, it was for sure just because I knew that um, the societies were really supportive. Um, there was a lot to do, it was like easy to make friends and other people who were interested in computer science. I think, um, like both Jeannie and Paula said, like UNSW was top of my list in terms of no matter what degree I wanted to go into, like I just think UNSW appealed to me because of that student culture and like the societies and just the lifestyle here, I guess, in a way, because I know talking to f um, older friends who went to different unis, it's just not the same in any other uni. Um, so that's like pretty much the main reason I came to UNSW. But in terms of CSE, like I was pretty late to decide I was going to go to CSE. I think, um, like Paul said as well, like I think if I went into any engineering degree, I would have been happy with it or like okay with it. But I think CSE, even though I didn't have any prior experience, it's something that stuck out to me, I guess, compared to the other engineering uh, field so that's pretty much why the main reason I kind of my first year was kind of my test run I guess you could say just to see how I feel about it and I've enjoyed it so that's a good sign but yeah uh yeah I agree with Paul a lot on that um in terms of what he said about infrastructure like I think a good metric is like how big the actual building for the course is and the <laughs> UNSW the K17 isn't that big it's the smallest engineering building like you should see it relative to what we had at UCI. Oh, like okay. it, it's it's like not even a comparable like. It's like one room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sub basement. <laughs> it's like out. It, like all I'll say, it's like it's like a. It, it reminded me of like a a room out back. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I th and I think that's how it was treated. Like in terms, like like at least, at least when I went to went to UCI. But um, the infrastructure and like how well it's run is. Something that, like, yeah, like, experiencing other, like, unis and now coming to UNS, and I'm like, damn, it's it's so well run in terms of everything, in terms of, like, 1511, the quizzes, the support network. The fact that we, like, if you do CSC, you get, like, a, like, they, they t teach you how to, like, no matter who, like, which computer you're on, you can always connect to a computer at CSC, like, mm -hmm. virtually through, like, VLAB or SSH. It's something that's... Um, no, you don't. You're just on your own. Like you have to independently do everything. Okay. And I like I feel as if like that like level of yeah, like the fact that the uni is connected. Like, even on that level, like all this all the CSC students have this like like an account that lets them use a CSC computer. Um, it just goes to show that like the the way things are run here is like very efficient and like supportive. Um, in terms of like like computer. Oh, but I'd like to say that in that regard, like unpopular opinion i don't think unsw is perfect for everything um there are like other degrees outside of cse that i think other places in general are just better for like distance convenience like industry um and whatnot but yeah speaking from cse i think unsw is a good place i think cse is just like at least when i was at school people think it's the future people look at like law or like med and they think of like very much like the past yeah because we don't need doctors <laughs> <laughs> We can, we can, it's all going to be AI, right? Yeah, yeah. Like robots going to take it. As in like, um, 
They look at these degrees that are they're just long, and then the jobs are just you need connections and like you need industry training and this and that. Whereas like people look at CSC as like it's like modern, um, and that's that was the kind of appeal for me, the modernity of it, and like how you can just accelerate so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So for UNSW for me, like actually the choice to come to Sydney was like quite a last minute decision, but it's like my high school, right? Like we have like a careers person and like a careers yeah. website you can go to and if you go to like the Australia section and you click on Sydney you'll find one university it's the University of Sydney so I'm like okay like okay if I want to go to Sydney I go to UC and so whatever like I never thought about um, Australia or Sydney though and then I think like I came I came to Australia in my last year of high school for like a like an informatics training camp and I got to meet some like other Australians who were like really hundies like computer science and like since they were in like their last yeah we talked about university and they told me, about, oh yeah, like UNSW, like, oh, it's the place to be if you want to study computer science in like Sydney. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Cause like, I wasn't planning to come here, but I was like, okay, cool. UNSW is a cool comp site place in, in Australia or something. I was like, okay, cool. I'll keep that in the back of my mind. Um, and you also like, I don't, you guys know like the ICPC? You heard of that? Like, competitive oh, program? the international. Oh, yeah, yeah, so like yeah. that year, when I was on the training camp, um, the UNSW team was actually in the world finals somewhere in the world. And they were like, we were watching the live stream like that. It's a big deal. Uh, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world finals, yeah, cool. Seems like a cool uni, whatever. And then, eventually, yeah, somewhere in my end of my high school, it's like, oh, I could come to Sydney, because, like, Kiwis, we get, like, we pay the same as you. Um, I was like, okay, cool. And I started to think about, okay, I could go to Sydney. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, this UNSW place that everyone says is really good for Comsai. Um, and so then I looked into that, because I was just going to go to UCED, actually, because, like, Sydney, University of Sydney, makes sense, right? Like I, no, I never heard of like UNSW or Macquarie or UTS. Like I only heard of UCED because that's what they show us at high school. Um, but yeah, then I decided to look into UNSW and I looked on, it wasn't like Reddit and like Fiora and like just, I don't know, I just like did some research online and yeah, people said, the general consensus was, yeah, computer science at UNSW is like where you want to be. Or if you want to do site, go to UNSW, yeah. at least in Sydney. Um, so, okay, sure, yeah. And then I just applied for it. And then here I am. And I'm like, yeah, I think I made a good choice because yeah, the societies especially like, they're really fucking good. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I, the student life is just like, cause I wasn't expecting that, right? I was just focusing on computer science is really good. You'll have a good education, whatever. But then I, I found out about, you know, like CSE SOC and all these societies like O-Week, like you guys had in-person O-Week, right? Like yeah, a yeah, massive yeah. walk, we had all the tents and stuff. Yeah. And I was like blown away. Um, I was like, okay, wow, this is like, you know, Forget about Compsite, there's so much more at this university than just, um, you know, the thing you're studying. So that's why I chose you know, study. And yeah, I chose CSE because yeah, I did some programming in high school and I thought, yeah, it could be fun to do that at mm, university. Some programming took yeah, you to yeah. informatics camp in Australia. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, all right, we'll wrap up this first part with just, maybe we'll go like one, one advice, one piece of advice. Uh, yeah, one piece of advice you give to next year's first years. Two subjects a term is okay. And quite frankly, I think I'm going to be doing two subjects a term for the rest of my degree. Can you do, wait, can you do two subjects? It's six, okay, it's, yeah. six, it's six a year. Okay. You just have a longer degree, right? I'm doing a single degree. My, year, my degree is only three years anyway. It will take longer, yeah. What, four and a half years? Maybe. All my friends are doing double or, yeah, double degree. They're either four or five years. you do eight. Man, what I, wait, you're in the <laughs> <laughs> I think for double degrees it's different, right? No. My, oh, no? wait, is it? 
Yeah, well, it's be as lazy as you want. I'm gonna be doing six courses a year. It's just too too much easier yeah. compared to three. Yeah, actually, that's a really. I might follow that advice. Actually, um, okay, but my advice for first years, um, I think, definitely, like, put yourself out there um, to meet people. Um, which is a bit cliche, but like, actually, it actually helps. I mean, um, you kind of have to. Yeah, you kind of have to. And I think like, if you think of it in a, like a, if you meet a lot of people, you can like learn really quickly. Uh, like you, it's like learn fast, fail, like fail fast. Is that what it is? Yeah, um, fail fast. Yeah. Fail fast, yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, your first couple of interactions might be a bit awkward as you're like figuring everything out, but it's okay because like, yeah, that's how you like learn quickly how to like, talk to people and that sort of thing um and it's just gonna make your whole uni experience much better i think um if you just try and talk to people i guess um i think my advice is you gotta try stay on top of everything um especially like what i try to do for every course i started at the start of the term i would note down what was kind of expected or what we would be given so like, for example, 1511, we had the weekly labs, the weekly tests, um, we had assignment here and here. And it's like, it just, I like, I wrote it down on a sticky note and that was on my table. So every time I looked at it, I was like, okay, every week I need to do a weekly lab and a weekly test. And if I hadn't done that, then I'm behind. So, cause they don't tell you what well, they do, but it's just, it's kind of just like figure it out yourself. And if you don't figure it out for yourself, you're not going to get the marks to pass the course. So make sure you try to stay on top of your, like, on what's happening within your course so you're not falling behind. Uh, I'd say, um, especially in 1511, if you think you know everything, the final test is to try to teach someone who knows nothing what you know. Um, I felt as if, like, when you have to teach someone something, it, like, completely reshapes the way you think about, like, concepts. Like, especially in programming, like, things that maybe you might have taken for granted for so long and you, you, and then you try like teach someone who has no idea how to program or like like as in they're like struggling in the course per se and then they ask like w why do you do that and it could be something like that you, you that you've done for so long just like subconsciously because you've like you've been trained to do that and then you, you question like yeah, why do i do that so um yeah i'd say like on top of like meeting new people and all that um yeah, make sure, like, if you, like, when you're, like, meeting your people, like, people in your courses and whatnot, try, like, like, teach them, like, concepts that they're struggling on, and then that, like, not only helps them, but it also helps you solidify your own knowledge. I think, number one, if you're a CSE student, join the media subcommittee next year. <laughs> like, yes. Um, it's going to be a good time. Um, otherwise, yeah, kind of what Jeannie said, just, like, put yourself out there and just, like, as talk, talk to as many people as you can because not everyone's gonna like you, but hopefully you'll find a good subset. And it's just like, it's, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Like, like I think, um, yeah, university is a great time to meet people, especially in the first year, because everyone's, that's what we went at the time when people were most open. That fir those first few weeks actually, with camps, peer mentoring, subcommittee, that's the best time to like put yourself out there. Because um, I guess as, as the year goes by, and as you get older even in your degree, it might be a bit harder. So yeah, definitely just talk to everyone. Um, yeah. And like, if you're shy or nervous or like scared, just 
Like, yeah. honestly, just do it. Because, yeah. like, yeah. you're going to think like that for the you, rest you of your... You regret the things that yeah. you don't do more than the stuff you did do. Yeah. Like, you yeah, for not sure. talking to someone rather just, than making a fool out of yourself. Yeah. Just do it because, firstly, you don't know how it's going to end up. So, and if you keep thinking like that, you're going to stay thinking like that mm-hmm. until you realize it's too late. Yeah. So, just pull yourself out there. Just do it. Yeah. And, like, CSE Sock, if you're a CSE student, I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this, but CSE Sock, like, a really friendly community i think um everyone's like pretty chill to talk to so yeah yeah get involved with society events i don't think that's something we've really talked like touched upon like the societies run these events for a reason like Mm. just go to them go to the barbecues go to the random information things just go to them and you'll meet like-minded people and also pick the events that are interesting to you because you're going to bump into people that are there also because they're interested you'll find that the net like the community of CAC people, like it's more, like, it, like you'll find like, oh, like, you know, this, like it's more close knit than you yeah, think, yeah. sort mm-hmm. of like, like when you add someone on Facebook, see mutual friends, you, you just find that it's sort of not yeah. as intimidating as it is. If you start meeting people, you'll slowly understand mm-hmm. and like, yeah, yeah, understand the network, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like take advantage of the society culture that we're like, we've been talking yeah. about. Um, it's like, it's like one of the best, like, Everyone, I feel like every other uni, when you say, oh, I go to UNSW, they're like, oh, the trimester suck or like the commute sucks. But like the one thing that we do have is the society, like, like so many societies. And it's like, you can kind of find anything that what you're interested in. So like, you don't have to be interested in CSE, like just CSE. Um, Like, for example, there's like. I don't know, what is it? Like, there's like a tea society, there's a dog society. Yeah, tea and coffee, dog society, yeah. Yeah. Food society. Oh, food society is so good. You get so much free food oh, for that so. such little, like, have you seen? Like, yeah, like, just, like, there's a society for everything. Ed, mm. Quite literally, what is it? 300 something mm. societies. Yeah. You'll find something. Yeah. And there's always, like, new societies popping up, like, every year. Mm. Like, so it's. Yeah. No society is going to reject you. Like, they True. want members, True. they want you there. They want you to be part of their community. Yeah. But yeah, subcoms, first year camps, peer mentoring. Do it. Recommend, yeah. Okay, I think moving on to our, the second half of our um, podcast, which is our media subcom retrospective. Subcom retrospective. Uh, so we were all part of the media team this year, uh, the best portfolio. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, this next half is going to us plug in media. All right, we'll go Because that's first. how good it is. We'll go Sunny first. <laughs> Why, why do you guys choose to apply for media opposed to like socials or like workshops or something oh, else? <laughs> <laughs> like simulated like a vomit just there for people, people not here. Um, I got lucky. Uh, the, the old boss before, uh, before Mr. King himself, uh, that, that's Ryan. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, his name is Clarence. He was actually my camp leader and like I went and came with him and like, I'll be honest, like I didn't really meet many new friends on camp but i did meet clarence and he told me hey you should apply for media because yeah, it's a cool portfolio and also because i run the joint but um anyways so yeah that's why i applied for media and not the other ones and like from my history like i was just kind of daunted by the other subcommittees like things like socials and because like i applied for like other societies like bsoc and um the engineering like nshock and like it, it's very daunting in my opinion um to have to like because I think with media, the lucky thing is that you don't often have to show your face. So it actually does. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you can, you, you, you should just like, make podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you just be like a faceless person. But, but like, 
Yeah, it's like less daunting. Um, have you let have you visited the about us on the media website? <laughs> All our faces are on the couch. That we're kind of hinging on people not visiting the about us part of the the media website. Um, but yeah, it's a lot less daunting. Like you can let your computer speak for you. Um, yeah, you can let your work speak for you essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, for me, to be honest, like none of the other portfolios really interested me. In a sense, is like. I don't really care about like, marketing. like that work, the work that they were involved with, <laughs> like marketing. Like marketing. Ah. <laughs> that was quick. Um, but like, like that workload didn't really interest me. Um, and something like creative, I don't think I'm creative enough for. No, creative. okay. <laughs> Realty creative are like so yeah, harsh. Crea- the yeah, the people in creative are just like gods at what they do, mm. and like I couldn't be part of that. So I think media was that nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we're not gods at what we do. I just seen the work creative does. They're crazy, but like media was really nice because I enjoy like this sort of content creation. Mm. So it was like the subcom that was. Like best for me. For context, creative make all the banners that you see on Facebook for all the events and stuff. Animations, hoodies, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The big reason, honestly, like for CSE, why I chose media in particular was just I saw the podcast, well, like I listened to the podcast and just thought that was really cool. Um, Just the fact that like a bunch of uni students are making a podcast that people listen to. Um, So, yeah. That was, like, the big reason. I just basically applied because I wanted to make podcasts. Um, but then, like, yeah, I think, yeah, Clarence was also... I, I met him at camp and he yeah. was like, yeah, do media. And I was like, all right. Force you guys into a corner. It's like, do media. <laughs> it's actually just a cult. Like, every year the directors is just like, do media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any first years for 2021 listening to this, uh, watch out for me and Ryan. <laughs> um, we'll force you to apply. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, I joined and I was making podcasts, but because I saw what everyone else was making as well, like, um, like writing articles, I was like, oh, I, I might write, as well write an article too. She didn't write one, she wrote three. <laughs> I, I wrote one article <laughs> and then split it into three. That's three <laughs> articles. <Smart. That's> <laughs> it's like a trinary search tree, you know. Just... <laughs> like how BuzzFeed makes like one listicle and then chan- turns it into a video and then... <laughs> on facebook yeah yeah so um <laughs> you know more like just like more clicks you know uh but <laughs> yeah i did the article series on uh using vim um which is a text editor if any of you don't know shameless plug for the article <laughs> yeah if you guys want to feel like a hacker when you're using your uh, when you're coding use vim and figure out how to use vim reading my <laughs> I'll stop, I'll stop. Um, and then also, like, the video is... Um, no, you're next to <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yes, it is my job to plug media. Um, yeah, and then the video that we've got um, coming out as well, where we sort of just ripped off Jubilee this time. Um, yeah, and then basically, yeah, I don't know. I guess the moral of the story is, like, I went in thinking I was going to do podcasts and I've come out done a whole bunch of things. She's and done podcasts and three articles. <laughs> <laughs> real, ser- real And one video. <laughs> oh, no, she's Julie. Yeah, I was in the oh, video. Oh, yeah, you're there. Yeah. Um, I joined because, yeah, it's m- more or less what we did in the media subcom is things I've already done and I currently still do. Um, 
podcasting was a little new for me. I enjoyed the first, like the podcast that I did. Um, what else did we do? Oh, the Jubilee video. That was fun. Like it's just project. And like you get a surprising amount of free freedom to do yeah. what you're going to do. Um, but yeah, it's just things I already did, things I already do. It's just like an extension of me, really. And yeah, that's why I do it. Yeah, no, someone's a genie. I listened to the podcast on my first year. I was like, this is pretty cool. I want to do that. Um, and I think what was so cool about media is that, like, where else are you get an opportunity to, like, do podcasts, film videos, like, write cool articles? Like, that's like, I feel like media was like, the, it stood out so much to me compared to other portfolios. Like, the other ones are pretty, like, standard, you know, marketing. Uh, social <laughs> events, career events, like, yeah, 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 cool, cool. but like media is like something unique. Um, like it's, 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 I think the stuff we do is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Sounds really bad. But like, they're not going to like advertise our, our podcast yeah. anymore. They're not going to market. No, 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 That's literally their job. They does. have to. The stuff that media does, I think, like where else are you going to do it? Like, unless you're Paul. But um, <laughs> I just think, yeah, this kind of stuff, like I saw an opportunity and I took it and I was like, yeah, I've had a good time. Uh, not to mention to like the people you meet, like especially if you get, if you get onto like the lecture podcast. It's like, getting sentimental, guys. <laughs> it is, but like especially during COVID, you're never gonna meet like Mark Chi. What do you mean, Mark Chi? No, was your favorite part of media? Uh, not media people. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it was like a snake, bro. Just climbing the ladder, just like opening my like doors. Yeah. Oh, so this is how you're gonna be in lecture and like. It's true, though, like, like yeah, you get you, opportunities. You, you no, we met. Well, you, I wasn't there because I was with the other these guys. But you guys met um, Aaron in yeah. a school at Jubilee, and then you did a podcast. Yeah, hmm. and like you cool. like get opportunities to do podcasts or like interview industry people, and it's just a, it's a good way to make connections. Like it's not the reason I joined media, but like it's a cool perk being part of hmm. media that I got those opportunities. Speaking of which, did any of you guys had experience? Like Paul, obviously you had experience, but did any of you guys had experience with podcasting or making videos and things? Nope. I used to write for the student newspaper, so like that's why I did articles. But yeah, the podcasting, like I never, like, I didn't know how to set up the mic and everything. Like yeah, yeah, podcasting was completely new, but videos, like I done like a little bit of video editing and video filming on the side, but that's what I think triggered my initial attraction to media. But there was like walking in, I was kind of yeah, like, not knowing much. I mean, let's, I'm going to be real with you here. If you like, there's no way you can, I don't know how to explain this. If you want to get started, get started. There's no yeah. like beating around the bush. There's no, like, there's no, oh, I don't know how to do this technique or I don't know how to operate a camera. Like the easiest way to learn is to do. Yeah. So yeah, just, just do. Um, real quickly, favorite project you guys worked on this year? first podcast that was fun because wow. yeah. yeah i i have never like i never did a like a proper podcast and like it was it was really fun <laughs> figuring out like the ins and outs of a podcast and and it's really a podcast is really about conversation like yeah you have topics yeah you have a list of things you need to get through but at the end of the day it sounds so much better if you're just talking off the top of your head and if you're just interjecting and like adding things on it just sounds so much smoother but yeah, like my first podcast was genuinely a fun experience. Yeah, um, I guess mostly I would say podcast. It feels weird picking a favorite because like they were all really cool people. Um, yeah, I think that's the other thing. Like, because I did the personal uh, projects showcase, which was just talking to other CSE students about the stuff that they've done, and just like 
every single person I was just blown away by like just things that they've gone out of their way like in their spare time um to do to like code things to yeah well obviously just code things but um like make websites make apps and that sort of thing so I think yeah that whole experience just talking to a whole array of people and like finding that they all had like very different like journeys to how they got stuff done um but yeah I'd say that was my favorite part I think um the one that I've enjoyed the most so like that I've worked on was the Jubilee videos because there was a smaller team from media that we worked on and we had like three cameras and lighting and we had to organize cast and it was like it was like a full-on production yeah, no, it was. so I think that's the reason I liked it the most but I also enjoyed my very first podcast um, me and Ryan did together <laughs> um, with Laura Haynes from Canva because um, we got complimented on it, so it makes me yeah, special. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like no. that, like it was even though it was an online podcast, I just felt like that podcast went really well. And like even compared to the ones we've done in person, I just feel like that one just yeah. went really well. So yeah, mm. I'd say yeah. Just I'm gonna follow on the trend here. My my first podcast, I did it with Hayden, um, Rathan, and I interviewed Hayden Smith, the one five three one lecturer, and it was just like fascinating to see. He's, he's got, like, so much more about him than just yeah. the fact that he's a lecturer. He's got a lot of life experience. And, like, I don't know. Like, listening to his personal story was, like, amazing. Um, the other thing I'd say I did quite like working on was the... Like, my best friend, um, there's never programmed before. And then Ryan and Clarence recruited him to do the, like, teaching... Teaching newbie. Up to video. teaching oh newbies God. video. And I just, like, I remember, like, after that video, just understanding, like, it is actually very hard to teach someone how to program from like first principles like and yeah it was just like an experience and like it's just like you know it's it's, it's as if you're teaching someone calculus and they're like wait why is why is one plus one two like yeah that, i mean that that's what i felt like is and it calculus <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah i would say all the podcasts like the podcasts i did were really fun well, I think yeah, Jubilee stands out to me the most because it was in person and yeah, it was a full on production. Like, like yeah, we there was just yeah, all the cameras, the lighting, like just organizing people. Like, I just had like all the emails as well, like making sure we got Spectrum Group One, Spectrum Group Two, and Odd Man Out, and then also making sure the Odd Man Out people didn't talk to each other before the filming because <laughs> oh, that was so stressful. The food was, and then we had to move locations last minute, so I had to run to Answorth. Christina and come back and put up a sign. It was like it was chaotic, but it was fun. Um, and then we didn't have the lapel mics, so we had to get the iPhones out. <laughs> did that like it was it was crazy, but it was like a lot of fun. And I think that's like was a real highlight for me, especially since that was like the only, like one of the few video projects we did. Um, also, one of the very few in-person projects mm. we did. Yeah, like yeah, like because yeah, so, like, like, we we talk every week or every two weeks. Sorry, on, on just on Google, Google Meets, yeah. But like we got to see each other and like it was a good time here. Um, yeah. Alright, uh, maybe yeah. Real quickly, any regrets or anything you wish you worked on that you didn't get time to? I mean, straight up, I was not able to be part of the media subcommittee as much as I would have liked to be. Mm. Mainly because I was basically doing media for another society because they didn't have a media subcommittee and I was basically the only one who knew how to do these things. So I was basically full-time there. And then I had 
like extra like outside of university itself projects that i had to do because i was the only person i knew and because of that yeah i didn't i didn't get to work on much but i don't i don't feel like the only regret is that i didn't get to work on it but i don't feel bad for you know the people that did did work on it they did i've seen the work that they've done and it's pretty freaking good um but yeah i just wish i had more time to work in the media subcommittee yeah for sure um actually i'm not sure if there's anything in particular that i wanted to do that we didn't get around to because um, yeah i think everything like me making stuff was just like what did i what do i wish that i could have um and so one was just like learning about how people code their own projects and things so i just like made that and then like the vim thing was literally just me in the middle of the night because <laughs> i'd like been really frustrated with vim and i was like i need to like make myself a um like a cheat sheet. a cheat sheet and i was like oh i could just turn this into a, like ask clarence <laughs> to publish this <laughs> i could ask clarence and adita to publish this thing. Clarence a scrub a piece of paper like can you put this on the website <laughs> <laughs> and he was like fine um <laughs> yeah so i think with that attitude um in the sense that if there's something that i want to see i just kind of do it um yeah i don't think i really had regrets about that um i think <laughs> maybe one regret during week six i've worked on too many projects <laughs> during week six in the like term three i was working on like six projects at once and it was like not okay um but like i think in regrets i think i probably could have branched out and tried other um projects because i think i i only did podcasts and the jubilee video um so i could have tried more and like i'm not a big writer that's why i kind of stayed away from the articles but i think i would have like i should have taken the chance to okay. at least try it um so i think i should have maybe put myself out there more and tried new things um i really wanted to do the it was it was the what's the one where like there's like lines yeah, and it's spectrum jubilee spectrum yeah. i really wanted to do that um but i think i had to do the teaching newbies one just had to cop it but um yeah it looked so fun and i agree with rath and like in terms of just seeing like how much production there was behind it like you like is in there was like someone holding like a like a mic like yeah, they're so doing it was basically yeah real <laughs> professional very professional setup where rather than me were tied together we couldn't yeah. we couldn't stand more than like a centimeter apart because he held the dslr and we plugged it like a boom mic I was attached to it. It wasn't even a boom mic, it was a tripod. <laughs> as much as it could, and I held it. And then Raj was right next to me, just so we had something to record. And then, like, every time they, like, would, like, come a little bit into the top right of the frame of one of the cameras, and we had to be, like, yeah, like yeah. motioning. Yeah, so like... I had to basically, Jeannie whipped out, like, was doing, like, laps around all the cameras and checking that. Oh, yeah, because the cameras would my, also, yeah, like, go oh, off after, like, ten minutes. The boom hole, grow, grow, didn't fall in the frame, right? So yeah. I was looking at you, making sure it wouldn't fall down. Um, See, yeah. here's the thing, though. That's like the entire point of making a project, as janky as it might be to get it done. Yeah. That's the best part about it, right? Yeah. And it gives so, you yeah. such an appreciation for like how you actually make nice looking videos. Like relative yeah. to like how good does a video look if you just like take out your phone and like try shoot a video. Like it, it like seeing like 
how the Jubilee video was produced. You can get like a lot of appreciation for like, uh, there's actually a lot of work going into like making people yeah. look nice, making people sound nice, making sure that everything's well positioned, like this and that. Yeah. I think one thing I like was kind of taken away by was like, this is like a, like we try our best to make the best quality content. Like we could have like copped out on so yeah. many projects and done like so much lesser quality things. And I think some projects didn't even happen because they couldn't reach the quality that they wanted. So I think that's one thing I noticed was like, like we try to make the best quality production possible. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel like you made an impact on the CSSL community by yeah. being a part of the media subcom? Like the stuff that you did, did you feel like people benefited from what you put out? Yeah, this way. I remember the first article I wrote. It was about how to buy a monitor, and I remember I was, was a, that was amazing. Oh, dude, I no. used that. That was recently. so useful. I used like, that recently. That's actually shocked because I all I remember seeing from it was a week later, Clarence was like, "Hello." There's been a lot of like criticism on your articles, and he just posted like the like the Facebook comments, and it was all like, uh, "Excuse me, you didn't you didn't point out this characteristic of a monitor?" I'm like. Uh, there's yeah. always gonna be hate. There's everything you do. Always gonna be. That's how you know you did it right. Yeah, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got people's attention, which you got. They read through the whole article, article and, and they didn't find that thing. thing. Yeah. So they like the article. They just so, can't admit it. Yeah. Like I used that article recently. I recently bought a new monitor, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what monitor to buy. So I used your article, but like, yeah. Um, Actually, on that, I will admit, um, and never admit again. But I was doing my triple three one networks assignment and I was using them and I had to refer back to them. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was like, I couldn't look it up or I could just go to the media website. I was like, oh, fine. And there's a cheat sheet It's right recorded. There you can put that out. Yeah, someone used my article and it helped them. <laughs> um, well, I guess that was my positive impact then. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think know. Yeah, sorry. I think, like, I don't know, like, impact's a weird word because I always think of impact in, like, an informative, educational way. But, like, I feel like some of the podcasts... Yeah, I feel like some yeah. of the podcasts and, like, the videos that we create are just, like, entertaining to watch. So, I guess in that sense, I do feel like we made an impact, but, you know, like, it's how you look at the word. Me? No. I didn't work on nearly enough things. Um, as a subcommittee damn you guys did work I've what about Baraha, like the podcast? I, I'm, I'm okay with the work that i did it's just oh, there was some things that i wanted to work on that i just could i could not like dedicate time to because i was too flawed with other things i wish i had more time i wish i would have liked to work on a couple of other things but but yeah no the, the monitor was good i like that one <laughs> um yeah i think so um yeah, I mean, like, Impact's weird, as Ratan said, because, like, is it by just the number of views it got, like, the number of downloads, or is it, like, like, because someone can watch something, but, like, did they actually benefit from it, or did they just yeah. click on it, you know, because that counts as a download. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, maybe as directors this year, we could focus more on asking people what they think of the stuff that we make out, are they benefiting from it, because it's sort of, we put it out there, and... Who knows what people think of it? We just can see the number of people, the number of people who have clicked on it. We don't know what they actually think of it or what they benefited from it. So, you know, having like a, a feedback or just some sort of 
yeah, feedback or just like, yeah, what people think of the stuff we put out, I think would help because it's sort of just throwing it out there and who knows what people would think of it, except mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you got like Facebook comments, but apart from that, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, people viewed our stuff. Um, yeah, it's good. But I think a lot of the time, yeah, we are actually just like throwing it out there. We kind of like just publish it and then yeah. hope that people see it or something. Yeah. Um, which I think, again, like for next year, like we want to be a bit more intentional about trying to like sp- promote our stuff within the, sub- within oh. the subcom or like within the CSC sub- community so that the people, because yeah, I remember like talking to my friends. Um, I was like, yeah, I made this podcast. And they were like, what? You make podcasts? Um, we'll get to that part. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, like, I think I realized that I was focusing a lot on just like making the thing. I didn't focus on people who might want to hear it, kind of making sure that they do hear so it. So that's a great segue yeah. to our next section. <laughs> what do we think of our best friend, the marketing portfolio? So, uh, I'll give some context. I'll give some context. Basically, <laughs> I know, it was like one meeting. We we're just like doing our usual banter or whatever. But like, I think we just shit talking for marketing portfolio <laughs> because our stuff wasn't getting. Oh, well, I don't know. Like, they were, like no, because like we know. need like our stuff doesn't go out unless they can advertise it. Otherwise, we just post it. Oh yeah, there was one time where I like didn't even made, know my yeah. thing came out until yeah. like. So we'll just shit talk them and then. So that was that, and that was a joke that we were all on board for. And then fast forward to Stunet, uh, internally, Stunet Today's subcom wrap-up sort yep. of presentation. Um, I don't know if you guys knew about this, but we had to do a presentation. And Rosanna put a slide at the end, and it was a Star Wars meme. It was basically the Millennium Falcon blowing up the Death Star. We were the Millennium Falcon marking the Death Star. It comes up, and then Clarence, because Clarence was narrating, Clarence was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> when he was on, like, everybody in our subcom was in on, like, us dog, like, not liking marketing, but he just, like, you know, he was just, he like, just pretended to be in denial, and then he just threw Rosanna under the bus, um, and yeah, that's why we don't like parents anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, obviously, you know, marketing's pretty important, um, but yeah, we just... We just like to shit talk them. Yeah. I think it's not completely their fault. Because, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... What, now we're in damage, we're in damage control. Now. Yeah. Because, like, we didn't have, like, that conversation with them about um, how we wanted our stuff to be promoted. Um, so... so we just... Yeah, we kind of trust yeah, we them. We just kind of trust... You know. <laughs> it's like, marketing, do your thing. Um, but... <laughs> but, yeah, I think we can be a bit it's more... Like, yeah, do your thing, but better. <laughs> We can be more intentional about like the stuff that we want specifically. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is that our portfolio is quite different. So most uh, portfolios do events. We do media content. And so Facebook events are really easy to be spread because if one person hits interested or going, everyone or most of their friends yeah. can see it. Yeah. And then a, someone a laugh reacts. And that, then... Like a single Facebook post that, for example, advertises a podcast. Not everyone's going to see it, right? Um, in fact, like, yeah. Even if you're part of, say, the CSSOC Facebook group, there's no guarantee you're going to see it in your feed because of Facebook. Yeah. Honest, I don't think I even saw yeah. any yeah, of our so posts. It was rough. Um, it was rough. Yeah, that's why we were like, yeah, that was our sort of motivation. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's hard. Like, I don't, I don't know. Because in a high school context, like, 
every assembly. You can just have some guy go up and be like, hey, <laughs> do, do this. But like, you can't do that at universities. So I think speaking of that, yeah. Like, especially if we have in-person lectures, because I know in, in, for in-person lectures, you, you yeah, can yeah. actually what, like, have someone imagine? just come up at the start. Yeah. Of like, imagine going up yeah. at the start of every single 1511 lecture and being like, hey, so this is what media has just published <laughs> yeah. this week. And, and then you have to like leave afterwards and everyone's just looking at you like, what, mm. what was that? Like, who are you? Like, um, what about other portfolios real quick? Do we have any other opinions besides, besides marketing? <laughs> or we just want to... How many <laughs> wars do we want to start? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got our list. Um, I don't know. Media's better. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know. I feel like low here, like with media, we only interacted with yeah, media. Marketing. That's kind of hard. And yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was just yeah, the start of playing war. And we made a war with them. So, like, we didn't. I feel like we were kind of isolated on our own world because, like, I feel like a lot of the other subcommittees have yeah, to work with each other. It's difficult, right? We, yeah, we, yeah. we work on a completely different medium. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't blame us or anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's just. But if we had to play the song. Obviously, it was Clarence, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So overall thoughts on like the experience of just being in subcom, I guess we sort of touched on this, but like, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on just being a subcom member? Like, what's that like from start to finish? As a first year, amazing. Like it is the way to go. If you can get into a subcom, it's probably the easiest and fastest way to make friends. Cause you will be, yeah. You you just stuck with you just stuck with each other for a year, and you will naturally grow closer and learn things and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think definitely with media, like because you make these things that you can that are there that you can show people that you can look back on, um, as opposed to like maybe another where you're just running events and things. Um, it's hard to like see what you've done. Whereas with media, like I can look back at all the podcasts I've done, the articles I've done. And, and with that, the stuff that we make is going to be on the media website for basically forever, or as long as the website is out. So what CSE students three, four years in the future, they might be listening to this podcast or reading the monitors guide or, you know, listening to Canva podcasts, like the stuff that we put out, it's there basically forever. Um, we're building a legacy basically of content and with each year, we're only getting better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a persistent record you can see from, like, start to finish of what this portfolio has done, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and we're going to hope that next year is going to be even better, <laughs> um, yes. that we won't be the dip. Um, yeah. yeah, and then, of course, like, just, like, meeting you guys and things, like, um, not to be sappy, but, like, you know, it is really nice to, like, even, like, our weekly meetings, just, like, every two weeks catching up with um, the same group of people. Um, is brings a sense of I guess like not predictability but like something to look look forward to in uni um, in a way that you don't get to as much with uni being so like chaotic yeah uh, yeah Yeah. I think um yeah similar to what Jenny and Paul said it's like as a first year like being in media subcom has been like literally the best possible way for me to make friends because Otherwise, yeah, I have the other things, but like it's a society, like I'm directly involved with the community and people who do similar degrees to me. Um, And especially with something that I'm interested in, that is like content creation. I think 
the media subcom allowed me to fulfill that and also like one thing uh we mentioned a bit before was that Clarence and Aditi gave us full control over whatever we wanted to do. So if we started a project, it was just our project. There was no restriction on what we could and couldn't do. So I think that really allowed us to do what we want and motivated us more to do it because it was our own project. It wasn't a project for someone else. Yeah, they never really told us what to do. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're really lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So in terms of that, like... The experience couldn't get better because it was my own experience. Yeah, like, yeah. I got to make it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, maybe go somewhere. Yeah, I'd say it was, like, pretty good. I think just the most important thing, like, the best thing, I should say, was opportunity. Like, just getting, like, not, like, not, a, like, getting to meet, like, the other subcommittee members and also, like, the people we interviewed for, like, podcasts and things. It's just, like, amazing, yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun, like, you know, just to have autonomy and, you know, just to let our, like, whatever we, like, whatever our creative minds, even though that's a bit ironic because we're not creative, but we're, like, when the, the, the subcommittee is called media, not creative, but... We still do creative stuff. Yes, we still do creative stuff. Um, um, and, yeah, and I feel as if that was the best part of media. Yeah, definitely the autonomy for me, like, just having full creative freedom within reason of, like, the stuff we could do, I thought was pretty cool. Like, for example, teaching movies, like, with Paul, like, we were given from the directors a very vague... <laughs> Premise, and it was up to us to, to explore where we could take that. Did they, did they quite literally just tell us you're yeah. making a video about teaching newbies? About, yeah, teaching newbies. <laughs> well, not even that. Just yeah, yeah, just teaching, teaching newbies. newbies. And so we sort of you know took that where we wanted, where we wanted to take that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I think yeah, just comparing to other portfolios, like yeah, we have so much more room to to to, to have more creative freedom. Whereas they've got to be able to stick to sort of. Yeah, what the directors. Want. I feel like other than creative, every other portfolio, Even creative, literally, they have to make like they brand guidelines. For this event, yeah, right? I know. I, yeah, yeah, like in terms of they can make the banner however they want, yeah, but it has to be. Yeah, but I feel like every other subcom, they literally don't have any like freedom in terms yeah, of what they have to do. Like, I'm gonna lose my fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> like, because like like for example, marketing like. They literally like, like not to bring oh, it back to not to bring it back to marketing, but like, there's, but we're we'll like, bringing it back to marketing. Yeah, like, like what, is they, what are they doing? <laughs> no, my God, they just they just give it a something to advertise and they just do it. You know what I mean? Like, we had some trouble with. We were doing the jubilee on Slack. We're trying to advertise jubilee volunteers. Get volunteers. Spent more time picking emojis than writing the text itself. <laughs> like, yeah, like these like events, like once they have the premise for the event, it's like, it's just run on its own. Like there's not much behind it, but I feel like with media, like we could do whatever we wanted. Also, do you reckon um, if anyone's listening and wants to apply for media, yeah. are there any tips, I guess? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, even though I have experience, um, the way I see it is if you have a drive that's better than like nothing, like don't, how do I explain this? Um, you don't need to have experience, right? You don't need to be that passion. Yeah. You don't need to be a professional photographer, a videographer, whatever. You just need to be able to do the things that you're set out to do. Um, yeah. Like uh, for instance, I didn't know how to do podcast that well. Now I feel much more comfortable, you know, sitting in front of a mic and talking about whatever and whenever. 
it's yeah, just about the drive and your passion. That's about it. It's kind of weird because we have to pick them. Yeah, so yeah. let's not. <laughs> so everyone except for me and Ryan. Um, I think uh, with the interview, like I think with Clarence and Aditi, the questions they asked us was really cool. Um, okay, so like you're gonna leak. Now you guys gonna think of new questions of exposing them here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like um, to the questions they asked us was the first one was how would you describe color yellow to a blind person yeah i don't remember doing that yeah like um like it's like not a typical interview question like it's very out there and like it shows like nothing about your technical ability just more of you as a person and that's like what they're looking for in media they don't care about if you can i don't think they even asked i don't think so yeah i know in the application they put uh, like you can if you have any relevant work you can put it here but like it's not even mandatory like it's optional and like in the interview they don't care about that they just ask you about who you they want to know who you are as a person if you have that passion and that drive and then the second question they asked us was um if you were yeah, if you were like older, yeah it was like if older. you were like, like yeah how would like, you explain the internet to someone that just doesn't doesn't know what the yeah. internet is I think it was like yeah it was yeah, like in the like past that, like that. yeah i think it was like yeah, yeah, yeah it was like the yeah. 1600s or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. you had to explain the internet to someone yeah. from that era like how would you so it's like those questions have nothing to do with can you Photoshop? Can yeah. you film a video? Can yeah. you take photos? It's just about who you are. They just want to see if you have that drive and that passion to be part of media because that's all they're looking for in subcom members. Mm. I'd, I'd say the, the big change from the media interview relative to the other ones that I did was it was a lot less hypothetical in the sense that like... Are we just talking about... Hypotheticals. Like- I, I meant like in terms of like... Not they don't ask the like, like situations like yeah like situ- like situational yeah. sorry not yeah. hypothetical it's like if if it was twelve a.m. and then the next day you had to do something for for media but you had another assignment would you yeah. prioritize like yeah. Yeah. things like that like I mean what are you meant to say like oh yes I will prioritize my life and media <laughs> over like it was very relaxed and I I feel as if like yeah the the interview is designed to filter out like. Whether or not, like, if you know nothing, are you, are you willing to learn and at least get to a point where you know something? Because I feel as if, yeah, you matter what Paul said, if if you have the like, if you have the passion to do it, like, where you are now is, is irrelevant because like the passion will drive you, like, to get to that place where you where you then have experience, um, and the technical expertise. So, yeah, maybe a question for like the two incoming directors: What are you guys looking for yeah, in subcom members? What are we looking for? Uh, people who are willing to take on marketing. <laughs> <laughs> the war. Willing to lay down their life. <laughs> <laughs> so you are going to ask these situational questions. Yeah, Yeah. suppose that... Um, marketing doesn't market for us. <laughs> will, you, will you raise what a sword with us in battle? One by one, one. Like post our plug our podcast. And plug our podcast, yeah. Um, yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> I'll, I'll say one thing just, yeah, I think just similar to what they said is that, yeah, have, like, be, be prepared to learn stuff, right? Don't, you don't have everything. Or don't have to know everything just yet. If you have that drive to learn more, that's not just media, but like computer science as well, right? You're not going to know everything, even when you're in the industry. You've you got to be prepared to learn new frameworks, new technologies. So 
I guess we sort of carry that same thing. Quite literally like, you know, yeah. it's quite literally like when you need experience to do other things, this is the easiest possible way to get that experience, right? Like we, I mean, we're not obligated to pay the subcommittee, but like um, it's, we need you to do the work. And if you're willing to do the work, you will learn alongside it and you will gain skills and you'll become much more talented. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't even say like work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when I had to do a project for Subcom, like, oh, not like, yeah, it's not like, it's not like an assignment, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, not, I get to record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot different energy surrounding yeah. the work. I think the culture between mm. our whole team was really good. There was no, oh man, like, gotta do this, gotta do that. It was like, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Like, oh, cool, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're, we're trying to find people for this interview or, you know, we're currently editing this, you know, so it's like, oh, no. Yeah, we're keeping, it, we're keeping each other all updated on our projects and that sort of helps motivate, I guess, or... And I think it's culture. cool, like, like, in our meetings, we'll be sitting there and, like, someone will be like, oh, I'm working on this. I'm like, damn, that's so cool. Like, yeah. like, it kind of is like, oh, damn, like, I've got to... Can I do that one next like, time? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, so it was, like, really cool to see what everyone was working on and, to see what the whole team as a mm. like uni uni what <laughs> the whole team was like as, as a collaboratively making together yeah, yeah. So. more than anything i think um we want people who will actually have a good time in media um who aren't just sort of like applying to like put on their resume or something yeah yeah who will actually like have a good time getting to make stuff um getting to like be around and not like another group of people who general advice for any subcom if yeah. you're applying for one don't do it just for the I didn't even think about that I just I just yeah, it just yeah. popped into my mind like yeah, yeah. damn okay well I think UNSW is pretty good because everyone here wants to get involved with society yeah. way and make, it, make friends um, but yeah make sure you're doing it for the right reasons yeah same with really anything right yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it for the right reasons yeah. don't yeah because if you do stuff for the end goal like you're not going to enjoy the process, the, the, right? Between, before you get Yeah, which is like the majority of the like majority of the time that you're spending. And it creates like a condition of like, oh, if I don't reach the end goal, then I will be unhappy. Like, yeah. Yeah. This last thing is, um, thoughts on the media portfolio and its place in CSE SOC. So like relatives to all the other portfolios, where do you think? Yeah, what do you think of us? I think you guys, like we have a very, not in, like I can't say it's um important. Like it is important, but it's, it's not. It, 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 it's <laughs> it's not like a critical role, right? But it is something that is special in a way. Like it, it is something that is unique. I don't see it really anywhere else in UNSW. Um, but yeah, you guys, we the content, the content itself, the the actual stuff that we do is quite unique, quite important, and quite special. Like it, it's it's. It's definitely solidified its place in CSU SOC, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere, anywhere or any away anytime soon. So, yeah, um, I think mostly like the reason why I wanted to be director was because um, I really love the content that um, media has been making, and I think it's something that can be a bigger part of the CSU community in the sense that like um, it gets people involved in talking like for example your um monitor um guide got people very like <laughs> passionate about certain monitor specs i guess 
And I think like encouraging that kind of discussion is a really good part of like any healthy community um, that is welcoming and like gets people involved and people want to be a part of. So I think definitely um, our part in creating content that helps people, um, that gets people talking, um, is something that I really think that we can become. Actually, just one thing. Yeah, because a common uh, well, a joke that we have within our team is that people don't know media exists. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was going to touch on that. I think like I think we're a part, important part of CSE SOC, but I just don't think our subcom as a whole is there yet. I think like we're starting to break through and starting to put ourselves on people's radars but we're not mm. like we're not there yeah. yet because like, for context media is pretty new yeah like we're... so for context yeah the, uh 2020 was second the second year media has existed yeah. Yeah. It, it spun out of the publications portfolio which was a a newsletter but then so media was new in my first year in 2019 and then this is the second year and then yeah so i think so like pretty new, yeah. i think like we are still like on the rise, like we're trying to make that content that's catching people's eyes and really like starting to spread the word and get people interested in being like, hey, look, CC, like their media put out a new so-and-so today. So like, we're not, like we're important and we're going to be even more important, but we're not there yet. We're just slowly building up to it. Yeah, just on that, I feel as if the place of media is kind of like, we're like the record keepers per se. Like in terms of like, if you've never, if you don't go to UNSW or like if you did go to UNSW and you're, you're, even if you're in CSC but you never went to the events and you're like, oh, I do wonder what CSC sucks like. Um, what are they going to do? They're probably going to go on like a website and look at our articles and the content that we made and then people think, oh, maybe that's reflective of what the society is like. Um, and it feels as if that's like pretty, like pretty cool, like relative to like... Um, you know, like, for instance, like, if you, if you do something like socials where you're, like, more about trying to get At least to... you didn't mention marketing this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're talking about socials? Yeah, yeah so socials. <laughs> Our next target. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if you work in something like that, I feel as if, like, yeah, you, you work for, like, an event. Or, like, just, like... Yeah, it's it like a... Goes. Yeah, yeah, whereas, like, you know, as, as Ryan was saying, like, the media website is going to be there for a while. Yeah. So, like, so, we have a good, well-set legacy. Yeah, no, definitely what Sonny and Ryan said is that, yeah, we're, we're young, so there's not much content, and it's still pretty, you know, flexible. Most amazing thing, but yeah. it's, it's good. But as with each year, we're going to get better, and there's going to be a lot more. And ima just imagine, like, coming back. Like, once we've graduated, we can go back to the media website, we can check it out, and, like, there'll be multiple subcommittees, multiple directors having done their contributions to that website, and you'll see, like, our stuff, but also... Does it go archive per year? Yeah, it's a massive, you know... Hopefully, it will be like a massive. Isn't like you can say like the wealth of content that we can see from. But you can like filter it per year. Like this is was what it was yeah. in twenty nineteen. Yeah. This is what it was in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah that's sick. Yeah. Legacy, mm. um, that we can look back on, you know, and with other portfolios, yeah, they make an event and it comes and goes, right? No one's recording it. Actually, that should be our. We're supposed, we're supposed <laughs> to be recording. Yeah, it, that's like, with a video camera. <laughs> but um, look, we'll get around to that. So, uh, <laughs> we're trying to find the content works actually. No, but yeah, I think yeah, the fact that we're building like a legacy that you can look back on. Um, is pretty cool, right? Like, you can look, literally look up media in Google. You can type in CSE Soft Media. You can't really do that with any other portfolio except for Cop Club, but we don't know about Cop Club. Yeah, yeah we, we have a, a record of everything we've done. And I think that that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, 
Wait, that's actually a good idea. We will be um, recording the stuff that, that others... Is, that is one of our things, me and GE 2021, we're going to... Because this year, we, we want to do that, but COVID, right? And you can't, it's really, you can't really record online events. So if we had more in-person events, we want to record it and post it on the website. And people can see what CSE SOC was like in 2021. Mm. Touching on like 2021, maybe as like our final point, like what do you two as directors want to achieve for media in 2021? Yeah, pitch us. We did like a, we had like a two-hour meeting about. We had this. a document. We had a massive conference. Give us, um, give us the something the to look forward to. One, I don't, I'll say one thing. Um, yeah, I think I want to say like an internal thing, just for the subcon at least, is that we want our subcon to be confident with what they're making, um, because we didn't do much upscaling this year. So I think giving them the confidence to make stuff mm-hmm. and do even more cooler stuff, I think is 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 something we want to try and do. Um, and I guess externally, just yeah, recording CSE soccer events, like it's pretty easy. Just like, you know, have a film crew, film some stuff. And just it's a nice to have a record of what the society culture was like in the year 2021, yeah, that people can look back on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you covered pretty much what we talked about in that two hour conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why was it two hours? Um, yeah, like, yeah, so honestly, like our number one is actually the focus on the subcom. Um, and, yeah, because like these are skills that you learn that like kn- knowing how to podcast now, like if you ever want to make a podcast, it's not so scary um, if you do it on your own now. Um, and yeah, the other thing is just kind of like growing media into like what it could be. Could it has be. so much potential, I feel like. Yeah. You just had stuff, to put that part in. Yeah. We, we could do like. I want to see what next year's teams do. I want to make bigger video production sort of stuff because I really, I really enjoyed the Jubilee one. Now that you understand the jank, it'll be much easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like getting more people from the community involved. um, And so we kind of have like a record of what people like, yeah, what the vibe of CSE SOC was like in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be exciting to see media at a point where it has like, Where you know, know that it, it exists. Yeah, and yes. like mm. one million like followers. Let's go. <laughs> like, like, I think that's an like exciting point. <laughs> we do have a YouTube account that doesn't get it's anything. Not, <laughs> it's not media's account. It's the it's the society's account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that we post to. We're supposed to, but yeah, we didn't get to do any this year because of COVID. But look out for next year. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I didn't write a conclusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, thanks guys so much for listening to our uh, annual roundtable episode. Um, Square table. It was a lot of fun recording this. Uh, did you guys enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, it was a square table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So point point yep. Can we get a roundtable? We don't have a roundtable. It's like two square tables. That'll be in the media there. budget for next yeah. year. Um, yeah, a roundtable. Yeah, just gonna go to that same K barbecue place that wasn't K barbecue is K K But yeah, um, yeah. Thanks guys for listening, and hope you guys. If you're listening to this in your first year, join media. Any any part any sub subcommittee in CSE society is pretty great. That's great, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 it's the media subcom. Okay, cool. Thanks guys for listening. All right, bye guys. Bye. bye. See ya.